0: Hello and welcome to Super Insider, where we chat about what you need to know to make the most out of your super. I'm Ann Fuchs and I'm the Executive General Manager of Advice, Guidance and Education at Australian Retirement Trust. Now, before we begin this podcast, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of Land and Waters where we're recording this podcast today. Now, of course, before we begin also, it's important to remind you that what you're listening to today is general advice only and you'll need to decide if it's right for you. So, we're doing things a little bit differently on this episode of Super Insider. We've got April Smith and Kane Everingham from our education team answering some of the most frequently asked questions from our members and people in the community about what they want to know about Super. So, for now, I'm handing it over to
1: Kane and April. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Ian. So as you heard, uh, you're, you're with Kane and April. We're from the member education team at Australian Retirement Trust. Now, what you may not know, but we're on the road last year alone. We delivered almost 2,000 education events, seminars, webinars uh, to almost 100,000 people. So we get to speak to a lot of people around superannuation. So what we've done today, a lot of the questions we get, we pulled those together. We're going to go through those today. And uh, April, pretty fair to say, if we had a dollar for every time we got asked these questions, we'd be very rich right Yeah,
0: now. we'd have a few dollars, Kane. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> I'd be on the Riviera somewhere. Yes. So look, the first one I'm going to launch into is how does super actually work. So superannuation was actually uh, introduced by the Australian government as a way of really forcing us to save for our retirement. Think about it like a delayed bank account. So during your working life, you'll have a superannuation account, you might end up with more than one, but your employer will start putting money into your superannuation account. You can also choose to put your own money or your own contributions in the super that money is invested. So over time, through a combination of your contributions and your investment returns, that retirement nest egg or your superannuation account is growing. And that's what we the government wants us then to use to help fund our retirement. Now I did just reference it briefly the April, but a lot of people end up with multiple super accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that happen? How do I how do, how do I deal with that?
0: Yes, well, Kane, I was actually one of those people that had multiple superannuation accounts. So how did I actually get multiple superannuation accounts? One of those reasons is I had multiple employers, so multiple jobs. So when you start with an employer, you know, they'll have their own default superannuation fund. And over time, you'll accumulate all these different superannuation accounts. How many superannuation accounts do you think I had, Kane?
1: All right. Cause you're asking me, I reckon it's gonna be high. I'll go three.
0: Yeah, well, I actually had five separate superannuation Ooh, accounts, close. yes. And you're gonna tell me later all the considerations of potentially yes. consolidating. But it might surprise you to learn, I actually had uh, one person talk to me or I helped them consolidate 19 superannuation wow. accounts. Now, if you actually think of historically how you um, uh, tried to consolidate that superannuation, it was quite hard. But it might surprise our audience to know that it is so simple now. So, all you need to do is you go through to your MyGov account, you link the ATO, you click all your superannuation accounts, and you consolidate it into one. It is that easy. And that gentleman was very happy to know that it was so easy to just consolidate his 19 accounts. Another way you can do it is maybe call your contact, uh, call the superannuation fund and um, get yourself registered for member online, you might be able to consolidate that way as well. Um, but maybe when we're talking about consolidating, Ken, can you share the benefits and considerations of why you would look to consolidate your super?
1: As you've heard there, April, you know, you had five accounts, like mm. what would be the benefit in combining them? Oftentimes when you've got multiple multiple superannuation accounts, you're paying multiple sets of fees. So if I've got, like April, if I had five super accounts, I'd be paying five lots of fees. Often people don't also understand you may have multiple lots of insurance inside your super. So you might have two or three lots of insurance. You're paying for two or three lots of insurance. That combined with your fees is actually then reducing your retirement money. So very important to have a look at that. Um, And also a more simpler reason why you might consolidate, just less paperwork. Mm. You've got all these statements flying around. You've got communication from your super fund, if you consolidate that down to one, then it's easier when you move jobs or you shift houses, you're only updating uh, with one company. Now, very important if you are looking to combine your, your superannuation funds or you hear the term consolidate, just make sure you look into it because if I did have two or three lots of insurance and I wanted to consolidate into one account, I'm going to lose those other couple of bits of insurance and is that okay? Have I got the insurance I need in my preferred super account? always important to look at that. Also just check, is there anything like exit fees, uh, other fees or charges that they could uh, charge you when you do consolidate? So uh, very important to have a look at that. And April, I'll throw to you now. Mm. So if I did want to uh, combine my super funds, how do I actually even compare them and what do I need to compare?
0: That's really important when you are choosing a superannuation fund. Let's firstly go, how can you actually compare superannuation funds? Um, There is Super Ratings website where you can actually see how super funds stack up compared to each other. Uh, MyGov as well have a super comparison tool. So have a look at those and then you'll be able to see how your super fund um, stacks up to the rest of the uh, superannuation providers. Um, but what do you need to consider when you are looking for a superannuation fund? Things to look at is we've made up this magical world word called FIPS. So what it stands for is fees, insurance, performance, and service. So fees, when we look at fees, now you might actually be confused when you look at fees because they might differ. Well, firstly, you'll pay an admin fee, then you might pay an investment fee, and that might vary. So understanding how that fee is actually um, applied, but it is so important to understand those fees. So just because the fee is higher, doesn't necessarily mean the returns are going to be less. So have a look um, on the Superfund's website, read one of their booklets. What is the objective of that investment option? So have a look, risk profile fees, um, and what is the objective after fees have been applied, and speaking of um, those uh, that FIPs, our second one is insurance. So insurance. Now a lot of people don't actually uh, know that insurances form a part of superannuation, and you might have death cover, total permanent disability, income protection, and that might automatically be applied to your superannuation account. I do remember speaking to a lady who was claiming, when I was working in the contact centre, she was claiming financial hardship for seven years, not realising seven years ago when she was deemed medically unfit to work, that she had $500,000 of insurance she could claim. So as you can imagine, that's going to make a huge difference to her. So Hence why I sent her out a claim form and talked to her about claiming on her superannuation. So really important to engage with your super so you know what's, what's included and part of those might be your insurances. Another fun. what's the P, is performance. So this is where we're looking at that investment option. Um, so how is that investment option performing? And I will get you to go through in a bit more detail on performance on investments. Um, but our last one there is service. So what service do you get from the superannuation fund? Do you have amazing podcasts like this one with Kane and April? Um, do you have seminars, webinars? Do you have an office that you can visit? Do Is your Contact centre in Australia. How easy is it to talk to the people that work there? So that's really important as well. So what is the service you receive? And also, do do you have financial advice that's part of your membership? Um, Another thing, though, is, as I mentioned before, is that P word, performance. And I'm going to get you to touch on the investments.
1: So... um Another common question, as you heard uh, Abel reference, a lot of people are wondering, you know, what investment option should I be in? How do I choose the right option for me? So first of all, if you've never made a decision, and this is news to you that you actually can choose investment options, don't be alarmed. Super funds have what they call a default option. So if you don't make a decision, they'll just pop you in their default option. And just because it's default doesn't mean it's good, bad, or otherwise. It's generally a, a, a fine option. It just may not be the right one for you. How do you choose the right one for you depends on what you're trying to achieve. Now, as an ex-financial advisor, I'd normally do what's called a risk profile. I'd take you through a range of questions to find out how you feel about investing and what you're trying to achieve and then make a recommendation based on that. Um, So it really depends on what you want to achieve and really want to highlight, I call it the sleep at night factor. Mm -hmm. There's great information on most super funds websites about their investment options. And one particular part I love on there, jump on there, have a read of them. What are they trying to achieve? What returns? What are the fees? But a little section I really like is they actually show you how often in a 20 year period is that option expected to have a negative return? Now, this is the gut check part. If I choose an option and it says over 20 years, it's expected one to three times to have a negative return versus there might be another option that, say, six or seven times over that same 20-year period, it's going to have a negative return. What did that do to your gut just then? Mm. One to three years? thrown one to three times negative or six to seven times if that made you pucker up a little bit well okay maybe i need to choose something a little bit more defensive from for how i invest um so just be aware with that that you know if you're chasing more aggressive options like things like international shares australian shares they can get you higher returns over the long term but they can also give you the the big losses as well so it might be up 20 percent one year down 12, up seven, down eight. So they can be a much bumpier ride. So you've got to be comfortable with how your money's invested. That's probably the key thing. And that's certainly something, it's the age old adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversification, you can choose multiple options. A lot of options even diversify within them, so they choose different assets to invest in. And that's the role a financial advisor can certainly help you with as well. If it all just makes your head hurt, most super funds will have give you access to financial advice or be able to put you in contact with someone in that regard. Um, I'm going to throw to, I think this would be probably the most, you know, it will be in the on the dyers. it'll be 1 2 or 3 top mask questions when can i actually access super april
0: yeah and it's actually one of the most um one of those common questions that people actually get wrong so i'm going to go through when you can actually access your super and a misconception that People actually can access their super at age pension age. Now, age pension age is actually about 66 to 67, depending on when you're born. And the amount of people that I've actually spoken to um, who access their, who think that they can access their superannuation at 67 is phenomenal. So when can you access your super? Well, it's once you've hit your preservation age. And you've permanently retire. So what am I talking about when I talk about preservation age? So for if you're born after the 30th of June 1964, your preservation age is the age of 60. So preservation age, retired ceased work after the age of 60, or a magical number with accessing super is 65. So regardless of your working arrangements, you can access your super in its entirety at the age of 65. But what happens if you're still working after your preservation age, but before the age of 65? Can I access my super? Well, yes, you may be eligible to access a part amount of your superannuation by using a transition to retirement account. Now, we do have a Super Cider podcast on the transition to retirement, episode nine. So check it out if you want more details. Another common question that we also get is what happens to my super if in the event I pass away? So take that away, Kane.
1: All right. Thanks for that one. Give me the morbid, <laughs> morbid question. Um Look, firstly, I'll start with that because it is a very common concern. What happens to my super when I die? Um, firstly, I just want to highlight that superannuation isn't automatically an estate asset. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of people will come up to us and if we ask, you know, we're talking to them about their super, they go, oh, it's fine, I've, I've, I've got a will. But super doesn't automatically go to your will. It can if you want it to, but it doesn't automatically go there. So most super funds will offer a combination of things. So there could be what's called a binding death benefit nomination. Now, what that as the name implies, you are telling the fund, this is where I want my super to go. And there's certain people you're allowed to nominate, but it tells you that you fill the form out. The fund is then bound by that. Some funds also offer what's called a non-binding death benefit nomination. Now, as the name also implies, the fund isn't bound by that. It's more a, hey, this is where I would like my super to go. This is a recommendation to my super fund. Um, just to to touch on that binding death benefit nomination, you can nominate what's called your legal personal representative. Now, that is effectively telling the super fund, hey, I want my super to go to my estate. I've factored it into my will. So that's often very important if you want some money, say, to go to charities or nephews, nieces, just some different people or or organisations that you couldn't normally nominate uh, through a binding death benefit nomination. Now, when you're later in life, you've turned your super into income stream, you're starting to get some income, you can often do what's called a reversionary pension nomination. Now, I'll use my wife and I as an example. If I had a pension, I could make my wife the reversionary. And what that means is if I pass away, my wife would then have the choice to either keep taking my super as a pension or she could take it as a lump sum. So it just ensures that you've made decisions in advance, uh, for heaven forbid, when that happens. So your, your family and, and that are looked after. So um, I know that we're coming to a close here, April, mm-hmm. but I just I think it's important that we, we kind of finish off with, you know, a lot of people, will, how often should I talk to my super fund? How often should I actually look at things on my super fund? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one.
0: Now, annually, you'll get your member benefit statement. So when you receive that member benefit statement, don't just open the envelope and put it in the bin. There's probably some important legislation updates. You also want to see what contributions have come into the superannuation, so at least Annually, However, maybe your salary's increased. Maybe you've got a new um, baby on the way. Maybe you've got a mortgage. Maybe you're actually at age pension age and you're looking to access age pension and your superannuation. Um, Legislation changes, just check in with us as often as you possibly can. Uh, Don't be that person that um, gives us a call 10 minutes before they actually go to retire. Make sure that you are checking in with all of those changes. But as you said, we are wrapping up. So, Kane, what are we going to leave our audience with?
1: Okay. So you've covered some really good stuff there, April. So um, definitely cannot stress this enough. No question is too silly. If you've thought it, I guarantee someone's asked us at least 100 times before. So I've even encouraged people that I've come across, write down your questions and then ring your super fund and actually go through those questions one by one because that's what you're super fun to hear for. We're here to help. We want you to have the best retirement you can. So thank you for your time today, folks. On behalf of April and myself, thanks for listening in and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Well, that's about all we have time for today. We've got some more Q&A sessions coming up. So if you do have any questions, we'd love to answer them. Just shoot us an email to podcast at art.com.au. That's podcast at art.com.au. Thank you for listening to Super Insider, and we hope you can join us again next time.